Coach Miniman, what's going on? It's the real Coach JB, star Netflix show, Last Chance You. You're listening to everybody's favorite coach. Coach Miniman on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. All you high school coaches, players alike, listen in. Don't be slaps. Pay attention. Tune in to Coach Miniman's podcast. And, uh, hey, man, get some good content. The real Coach JB, Coach Miniman, peace. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. There's a big tournament taking place here in Cascade, Iowa. The 74th, which is Iowa's oldest and greatest tournament in Cascade, is going on right now. We are joined by the manager of the Cascade Reds, Nate McMullen, to do a tournament recap get us ready for the final four, and then also give us some insight on who are some of those players and who are some of those pitchers that have had an unbelievable tournament so far. Before we get going, I just want to reference a couple things. If you have missed Jeff Johnson's article from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, it's called Town Team Baseball is a Way of Life for Dubuque County. I strongly suggest you read it. Excellent, excellent article. Lots of name drops. Lots of classic semi-pro stories in there. Even being new to the semi-pro game, I enjoyed that article. Check it out. You can find it at the Cedar Rapids Gazette. It's floating all over social media, but it's Jeff Johnson from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. You can find him on Twitter as well. Also, I want to thank the semi-pro community because all of your episodes are over 200 plays. Epworth Orioles and Tyler Horner leading the way with 324 plays when it comes down to the semi-pro. And all of that is through word of mouth with very little promotion on my end. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is I've had a lot of fun the past couple days looking and reading through a Twitter war that was taking place is uh, what's better the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League or the Prairie League or the IVL. Nate, what does IVL stand for again? Uh, IVL is the Iowa Valley League that takes place um, down in Cedar Rapids. And I have not seen a more passionate group of tweets and retweets and messages toward an individual who said the Iowa Valley League is so much better than the baseball being played here in Dubuque, which I don't know anything about the Iowa Valley League, but looking at the rosters and looking at some of the guys that chose to play in Dubuque County this summer, it's unbelievable what's happened here. Nate, we have four teams in the final four. The games take place this Thursday starting at 7 o'clock between your Cascade Reds 
and the Epworth Orioles. So what was the road for the Cascade Reds to get to the semifinal game on Thursday? So uh, for the Cascade Reds, um, the first game that we played was Holy Cross, and we ended up winning 12-4. to um, and then the second round, the quarterfinal round, we beat Balltown four to one. Um, so that's kind of our road, how we got there. And, uh, we play obviously a big friendly rival in Epworth on Thursday night. So I'm pretty excited about that opportunity. That will be quite the game to watch. They do bring quite the crowd and they do, uh, ring up a huge bar tab at the concession stand as well, win or lose. What was the uh, Epworth Orioles path to get there? So um, in the, their first round game, they played um, Rickardsville, and they won 6-1 to one on that one. And then in the quarterfinal round, um, they, had, they played Monticello, and they had a eight-run first inning and ended up winning 12-1. Uh, to one. So um somewhat kind of a similar path as us but uh, it's gonna like i said before it's gonna be really fun um playing them and kind of talking it up a little bit as well and uh their crowds have been outstanding when they play and we can't thank them enough and this is thursday at seven o'clock the action starts between cascade and epworth and then the closing band of the night is the key west ramblers against the Dyersville White Hawks. Now, Key West, funny story about about Brett Lemire. Brett, please let me know if um if I'm wrong on this, but I believe Brett friended me on Facebook and I can no longer find him on Facebook. I think when I picked against Cascade, I'm sorry, when I picked against Key West in that first tournament to lose against Farley. I believe he either blocked me or unfriended me on Facebook. So Brett, reach out to me, unblock me, or just completely debunk the story. I'm not sure. But what was Key West? What was their route to get to the semifinals? So I like to call him the Johnny Dollars in, uh, in honor of John Canable, uh, the, the long-lived Key West legend, I guess you could say. Um, they're all going to laugh at me for saying it, but whatever. That's fine. Johnny Dollar's always welcome. Um, so the first round, they played Key West. Um, and the two games that they played, they're, they, they've won three to two. Um, they played a really, really good game against Farley. Um, I believe um, it ended in the bottom of the seventh. Um, Key West was up, and Farley had runners on second and third, two outs, and um, – I believe it was a strikeout to end the game. So once again, really, really close game, really good game. Um, then the quarterfinal round, they played Piasta, who's uh, their lineup was always loaded. Um, so they ended up winning again three to two yesterday. So and can you also clear up another rumor? I heard that Randy Rose's home run that he hit in Rickardsville ended up at the Cascade Field. Is that true or not? That's what I saw floating around Twitter there. So I saw it on um twitter and you got, you uh, gotta I, see this home run on twitter it is a moonshot and his reaction afterward is classic i think it did end up in cascade but nate what were you gonna say about it so i i saw it on twitter and then i left early because um i had a baseball practice the next day um 
So I saw it. And I'm like, that thing had him have gone 400 feet. So a bunch of the Reds actually went to go find the ball, and it was right in front of, or like right in between the two houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first round at Cascade, Randy hit a ball in Cascade that ended up in basically like right in right center. There's a bunch of like bushes and trees. It ended up out there and it it was an absolute bomb so it's always an enjoyment watching him hit sometimes when you're playing against him it's not as enjoying but definitely when you're sitting in the stands and watching him it's it's a pure display of hitting and then they play what i would say would be maybe a surprise team of the semi-pro season um them and zawingle would be the dyersville whitehawks who are having a pretty impressive year this year, led by, I believe, Joel Vasky and, and Connor Klosterman. But what was uh, Dyersville's route to get to the semifinals? So, kind of like Key West, Dyersville beat um, Bellevue in the first round, one to nothing, off of a Joel Vasky home run. Um, and then yesterday, they played Bernard, and they ended up winning two to one. That um, they didn't get their uh, second run until I believe it was like the sixth inning, and then seventh inning came and. Um, they ended up winning it, but it was very close. And um, they ended up winning on a pickoff um, to second base. Full count, two outs. Guy got picked off at second base, and that's how they won it. Exciting ending there. And the fact that you could come up with something like that in a semi-pro game with uh, zero practice is pretty phenomenal as well. Now, we all know that these tournaments have a lot of awards that they give out, and a lot of times the awards are named after former greats from the Cascade area. So who are some of the guys that have had a great tournament so far? What are some of those awards, and who are some of the early front runners for, for those awards? Keep in mind that they do have two games to go, but who are some of those front runners, Nate? So in our tournament, we have maybe 10 to 12 player awards that we give out. Um, obviously, we have most hits, best average, most total bases, most RBIs, most runs scored, lowest DRA, and uh, most strikeouts in a game. And then um, so I can kind of run through that kind of quickly. But like you said, there we, we were already two games in. We still got two more to go. So these numbers are probably going to go up more. Um, for most hits, Randy Rosa from Key West is leading. Uh, he has four hits, and there's about four or five guys right behind him with three hits. Um, and then best average is Derek Lawrence of Cascade. He's hitting 750 right now, and he only played in one game. So he went three for four in that game. Um, now, was, most that, total- was that a legit three for four, or was that some Cascade home cook and scorebook right there? Oh, no, that was a legit three for four. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, we, we we don't pack stats. That's one thing that we do not do, especially in our tournament. Good to um, hear. Uh, the, then most total bases, um, once again, Randy Rosa, uh, he had four based on that home run I was talking about. Um, so he's leading most total bases with seven. Um, most RBIs in the tournament right now is Logan Otting for the Cascade Reds. Um there's also a tie for most runs in the tournament between Logan Otting, Johnny Blake, and Brett Lemire. Um, so I'm sure Brett will get a little love for that. Um, that is, they're all tied with three runs. Um, as far as the lowest DRA of the tournament, 
Uh, there's several pitchers with zero, so it's it's kind of hard to tell right now. It's a minimal of two, or excuse me, minimum of ten innings pitched. So a half a throw, ten. But there's a lot of guys that have reached that ten uh, inning mark, and um, they all have zero in their ERA. So it's, it's still not not a bad thing at all. Always good pitching up, up here. Um, and then also most strikeouts in a game that is currently held by Taylor Gilson of Epworth. And he had 10 strikeouts in one game. As far as other um, kind of trophy awards that we like to call them, um, they have the um, MVP award that we give out on championship night to the most valuable player of the tournament. Um, I believe last year it actually went to Anthony Rudin of um, Key West. He had, I think it was, what, 15 strikeouts against us in the championship game or something. Yeah, he's still dealing this year too. Yeah, that's called the um, Vern Weber Award. Um, that, Like I said, is the most valuable player. Um, there's also the uh, Red Faber Award. Simply um, put it as the Red Faber Award because he was one of the best pitchers to ever come out of Cascade, yet probably maybe Dubuque County. Um, and then the Tim Dolphin Memorial Award, that is the player with the most stolen bases in the tournament. Um, and the leader of that one, I can tell you off the top of my head, is Max Steffens of Piasta. He had four stolen bases in the first round game against um, – against let me uh, against Dubuque, um, and then the Dave Dolphin Award is goes to the most outstanding manager of the tournament. It sounds like uh, who's leading in stolen bases again? When you said Mitchell Kramer, Max Steffen, Max, Max Steffen. Yeah, it sounds like Max Steffen is continuing what he did at Western Dubuque, shattering all the stolen base records in his high school career as well. So I, I say if Key West wins it, Randy Rosa is probably the favorite for MVP right now. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, he's he's probably a lead in the MVP right now. But like I said, we still got two more games to go, so we it's we'll always we'll see what go, what happens. Anything else to plug with the tournament? We know that the semifinals start in Cascade on Thursday at seven o'clock. The championship game is on Friday the following night. Is that correct? Yeah, the championship game is at, I believe, 8.30 start, um, and then the consolation game is at 7 o'clock. Um, my only plug that I would like to add is the amount of support from each and every team that we've had in this tournament and the crowds that we've uh, had is outstanding, and we cannot thank everybody who has came to support semi-pro baseball Um from Epworth coming yesterday after the league game in Farley to Zwingle staying until about midnight, the night that they played. So we've had a lot of a lot of success with um, these teams kind of coming together in this area and um, giving the fans a, a lot of good baseball games to watch. People are wanting to see some baseball. Nate, anything else before we get into my predictions? No, I'm I'm fine. I'm just kind of excited to hear these predictions. I I, you, I think you, I know what they are. Are but... you bowing out? Are you bowing out of the predictions, or do you want to join me? I know you'll probably say no because you don't want to catch one in the rib cage if uh, yep. you pick against yep. somebody. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wave the white flag, and I'm just gonna be a listener right now. All right, so. 
I am actually going to pick the final four here. I normally only pick championship games, but with there being such a quick turnaround, I'm going to pick the final four here. First of all, I am going to give Cascade the four to two edge over Epworth because I know that Epworth's goal is to come in fourth place and they will have to lose their next two games to make that happen. So Cascade over Epworth four to two. I once picked against Key West. I believe Brent Lemire, I could be wrong after this. I believe he blocked me on Facebook after I picked against his team, the Key West Spains. I'm sorry, the Key West Ramblers. So I also got a text from co-host Andrew Redmond saying you never pick against the Key West Ramblers in a championship game. So I have the Key West Ramblers knocking off the Dyersville Whitehawks 3-2. to two. And then in the championship game, I also have the Key West Ramblers knocking off the Cascade Reds 5-3. to three. If I get both of those games right, my record for semi-pro predictions will be 5-1. and one. Don't prove me wrong, Key West, or else you'll be getting a text message from me. Nate, anything to add about... Cascades Tournament, the 74th Iowa and oldest and greatest tournament. Nothing that I can think of. Once again, I appreciate all the support on everyone that's come out, and I'm excited to get going on Thursday and Friday night. Awesome. Check them out on Thursday. A lot of great baseball being played. 6-4-3. We're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.